my goodness. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2024 in the year of Feige. I am Christian Blatt, and the 30-second countdown was exactly what the Doctor Strange ordered because right next to me, David Brody, as if he just ran up five flights of stairs to get into the video. Thank you, David. We're so happy to have you with us. And I burn off the pizza I had for dinner. I'm here. Okay, but now you have the wrong microphone. So, uh, oh, son uh, of a. <laughs> go, go, go. Honestly, it couldn't have been any better. So, yeah, just uh, just go ahead and select that in there. Uh, Eric Connor, someone who selected his new microphone while we were uh, backstage, but uh, go ahead and go <clears throat> go ahead and uh, give us a three count, uh, Eric. Uh, let everybody know how the mic is doing. One, two, three. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And of course, El Sassy Pants herself, Katie Hampton, ready Hello. for. Well, let's see. If, so, if you're red, you have a Next Generation shirt on. So you're you're coming to us from the bridge. That's I a am man <laughs> jersey, as it were. Man and of, of course, America's sweetheart, <laughs> the one, the only. The Captain Carter to our little corner of the MCU, the one and only Michael X. Shirley, Michael, how are you today? I'm doing swell. And uh, you were showing off that uh, our pal Eric uh, gave you a lovely Christmas, Christmas present. Christmas gift from Dad. Which is, it's the book. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't creepy at all. Uh, I'm unsettled. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, he got you the uh, book that, uh, that I know Eric you were Julia Lewald uh, gave know. out uh, that they put out a few years ago. Uh, they were on an incarnation of this show when it was on Popcorn Talk, and we uh, talked about that. And uh, yes, I, I had to make sure you knew that I had gotten a, a free copy of it. I think that's mm-hmm. that's important that I let everyone know. Yeah, and uh, I get so little free stuff. So the stuff that I do, I always let everybody know. I. I spend my own money to go and see Aquaman too, but uh, other stuff sometimes I get for free. Uh, let's uh, tidy up some business. Eric Connor, uh, how is your health? Are you doing well? Uh, oh yes, yes. I had um, a my third season of COVID. Yeah, um, which, <laughs> when you texted when you texted me that, I I said that there's pangolins in the mm. Wuhan wet market that have had less COVID than you. <laughs> Which made me feel so much better, Christian. You know, I reach out to a friend, and that's the response I get. So thank you for that. Uh, I I then stared at the wall for the next ten hours, uh, yeah. thinking about maybe twenty twenty four. I gotta maybe thin out the roll of that. Trim, 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 trim the uh, the friends list. Can oh. we uh, can we all agree that Loki sauce is not a vaccine? Then now you tell me. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I saw Aaron Rodgers on TV telling me that uh, Loki sauce is is very healthy. Oh, but let's not get into to, that conversation at all. <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk about what if? <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Uh, we are uh, going to talk about season two of What If, and uh, I found the idea for the way they released it. Uh, sort of a advent calendar style where you get one a night for uh, for nine nights. It's also, I guess, as as though you were you were lighting your uh, Disney Plus once a night, so that eventually at the end you had nine flames burning brightly for season two. 
and um, I was unable to watch any of it until like the last like three days. But who enjoyed the uh, nightly release? Uh, anyone want to jump in? Did they watch it in that fashion? Mr. Brody, how was that for you? Uh, I liked it. I had nothing else to do that particular week. Yeah. And it gave me something every night to look forward to. Uh, I just found <laughs> really? myself for, forgetting, even though it was every day. Yeah. I was forgetting like, oh, there's another one. Oh, yeah. there's another one. So yeah. uh, I, I like the rapid fire of it. I wouldn't like to do that on a regular basis yeah. with other Dis you know, Disney Plus shows. But for what it was, I liked it. I thought it was a good week. There was, you know, television is on hiatus. So yeah. I was fine with it. Yeah, no, I think that that works. Our, uh, our our buddy over here at Geekscape, uh, Jonathan London, he really liked the the night. He would he found himself watching it, and he and Garrett did a, their own Geekscape special on this. If you uh, you know hate me and you want to go check that one out, I will I, I will take it personally, but I'll pretend I don't. And uh, he was talking about how he was watching it at like three a.m. Uh, every every night, and it was like a perfect once a night thing. Um, I, I had to binge all after the fact. It was you know it was. We took, the, we took the kids up to Santa's Village up in the mountains uh, north of L.A. We did Christmas. We went to Vegas. And then the next thing I knew, uh, it was 2024. But uh, I like the idea of it. Um, Michael, how did you take What If Season 2? Two parts. Okay, half, wait. and then I watched half. Yeah, I mean, that's it's what? Three and a half hours, basically. So that's it's not that hard to do. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I, I do remember when in, in the height of the Netflix series, I was determined to do it just once where I watched as much as I could in a day. So I watched the first 10 episodes of season one of Jessica Jones in 10 hours. And, Damn. And then I had a feeling afterwards. I'm like, why did I do that? I don't feel good. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't feel good. David Tennant was telling me to do things. And, and I, <laughs> I, did all, I did all of them, by the way. So Couldn't do that um, with season two. No, 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 no. That didn't, that didn't happen with season two. Uh, in any case, uh, I thought that uh, this season, I will have to say I liked better than the first season because as uh, longtime followers of uh, the inclinations <laughs> of the show know, there was an episode in season one that I just absolutely hated. I could not have liked any less. We didn't have that this season. Uh, I have I have my favorites. I have my least favorites. And I do want, if I'm going to say the phrase least favorite, I do want to go directly to Michael Shirley. Which one was your least favorite and why? That goofy Indian one. Or Native American. Sorry. Native American. Michael! Michael, how many Michael hours... How many hours of sensitivity training have we put you through? The goofy oh, yeah, Indian like my one. I think my face is starting really for, First of all, uh, first of all, Goofy is a beloved icon of the Disney Corporation. You know, so you thank you. Uh, and second of all, yes, uh, they're they're indigenous peoples. Uh, but uh, the Goofy indigenous peoples one, um, I know for a fact that there are people uh, that uh, that 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 was their favorite one. Um, we'll go through all the episodes, uh, but I, I'm just sort of interested. Katie, which one was your least favorite? And you don't have to be like, oh, there's one I hated, but I'm like, oh, if I guess if I have to pick one, uh, the one that I liked the least was. Episode eight, what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? Yeah. Hey, yeah it was like, you know, it was like, that's nice. But eh, yeah, I have nice. to wholeheartedly disagree with Michael Shirley. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. That's that's why that's why that's why he's on this show. Because <laughs> Loki didn't do any hair flips in this one. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. Tom Hiddleston is in the episode that Katie's talking about, and uh, you still didn't choose that one. What about you, Eric Connor? 
Uh, well, well, first, I, I just uh, got a note from Jonathan saying um, that Geekscape uh, does not vet anyone. And, <laughs> <laughs> and thus, here we are. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. Okay, I, I was going to say the same thing. Um, 1602, which I don't think is uh, as what was that, the one that that still gives you night terrors, Christian, uh, with uh, Ant-Man killing everyone? It, it, what was yeah, that called? Would... What if... Uh, Christian couldn't sleep at night. What, what, if, what if what if Christian could Google faster? Is that what you're asking? Is that what you're trying <laughs> yeah. to say? Uh, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? It was right. just uh, it was just no, a very nothing bad, that level. But it, it, that but, one was, I think, exceptionally bad. Yeah, and it was the first time that the majority of the cast were sound alike actors. So it didn't mm. it didn't help. I think it had Michael Douglas, and then then you know when you see Lake Bell's name in the credit, you're like, oh, okay, okay. But know. honestly, Lake Bell kind of crushes it as Black Widow. I agree, yeah, but I, I but think she's a great I, voice performer. Sure, but I Maybe it lets you me know the Harley Quinn show. I just hear Poison Ivy the whole time. The, the entire that's true. Time. No, and she's she's fantastic in that as well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but in, in sixteen oh two had like pretty much all almost no sixteen oh two was impressive. There's a few of these that, and and like Kate Blanchett, get a hobby, you know. I mean, how many I'm episodes so, did she want to do? I was <laughs> so stunned that she did. Like, I I yeah. will say that like aside from the sixteen oh two episode, but like the Kahori episode and on were just awesome. And I was so shocked that Kate Blanchett came back for this. Yeah. And how goofy is she? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. And and by the way, like I, I I've seen uh, Anthony Hopkins uh, having recorded an anti-bullying PSA that they play at baseball games at Pepperdine University, <laughs> and you can tell that that's not something I just made up. Uh, and I'm like, so if he do that, how can he not be Odin for uh, you know five lines in an episode? Uh, but uh, I guess I guess one of those things he does he expects to be paid for. Um, David Brody, which was your least favorite of this batch? Well, uh, because it went against everything What If is supposed to be about, um, episode three, What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas. Okay, so uh, there we was will... no uh, ramifications. There was no... Nobody's stayed up all night dreaming of Happy Hogan saving... Like, it was just like a goofball episode. It wasn't a What If episode. I, I I would have to agree. That's my close second. Uh, Sixteen yeah. two just kind of. I was like, yeah, that's cute and fine and whatever. Well, but but that one, I was like, really. I was also bummed that they made him a Hulk. Well, you know, in Whoville, they say that <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Uh, David Brody's Hulk Hogan. heart shank three sizes that day, and apparently <laughs> so did uh, Katie Hampton's. Um, <laughs> I I have uh, heard from multiple people that that was their least favorite, but uh, I uh, I. Look, if 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 I love the episode of the Twenty One Jump Street spinoff Booker starring Dave, uh, uh, Richard Grieco, that was a ripoff of Die Hard. Clearly, I'm going to be all in on anything. And the name check of Reginald Vell Johnson, the mm -hmm. uh, awareness. Um, I think if these came out further apart, that might have been annoying. I can see, you know, watching that uh, on Christmas Eve. I like when there's not ramifications. And the problem with the what if comic book series a lot of the time was like, well, what if this one minor thing changed? And then by the end of it, the craziest universe you've ever heard created. I'm like, really? Just 
just because Wolverine was king of the vampires. And that's, I know that's the one I always mention because it's always my least favorite. Uh, but I, uh, I, I think that it works when they can be self-contained. However, I don't fault anyone for having that uh, be their least favorite. Uh, I had fun with it. But uh, I do believe that uh, I, I am a bit of a John McClane Homer. Uh, but I think 1602 really just had that feeling of like, okay, but why? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not what if, it's why. Why you if? Know, it's really <laughs> why did they? Uh, why did they do that one? I I feel like I know why. Uh, I, it was just basically kind of a knockoff of Dark Knights of Steel, which did really well for DC last year and the year before so yeah to me it was just kind of the answer to that and the one thing dc did right <laughs> well you know non-filmically non-theatrical film they uh, tend to do okay sometimes but i feel like their the, artists are better right now than marvel's artists they're like i mean if you're going to talk about uh, the 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 printed artists uh yeah you know what once once you turn past the six variant covers uh, sometimes it does leave a little bit uh, to be desired. Uh, the the thing about 1602, and it does tie into the Happy Hogan Saves Christmas, why is he Purple Hulk in that? And if he had been plucked from the end of that episode, or I don't know, any way that they could have, right. it's like you could have tied no it sense. to it. Yeah, so yeah. there were a few times where you're like, did I miss something? Did I did I nod off during uh, well, that one That's part? legitimately what I thought. I was like, yeah. am I drunk right now? Like, it's, it yeah, it's not his character to be. First the... of all, Katie, we know you. Yes, you were drunk. Yeah. Yep. 100%. <laughs> did, you, did you guys question the scene where Captain Carter meets Steve Rogers, right? And she sees that he's from another universe. But she doesn't, really question, yeah. she doesn't question that he's built and had the super soldier serum. I was she's a little weird about never, that. She's never met Captain about America. You know, too. When yeah, she's never uh, met Captain Rogers America Hood. before. She yeah. thinks that the universe is her getting the serum. And now yeah. she meets the, the scrawny guy she loves. Now he's muscular and he's a super soldier, right? He had the serum. And she's like, oh, nice to meet you, Steve. Maybe we can get, but reacts to him like he's just another Steve Rogers. And they don't have a conversation like, wait a minute, you had the, I had the, look at your, it was nothing like he didn't say to her, you have the same shield I do, except you have the other flag on it, which is why I'm wearing my protest shield shirt. By the way, our buddy uh, Daniel Drew says that uh, he liked the Christmas episode mainly because Justin Hammer is just a joy of a villain. I will uh, agree. Yeah. Sam I, I, Rockwell I, showing up to voice that one. That was uh, very fun. Yeah. So I agree. There were and, moments uh, that really saved that episode for me. And Sam Rockwell was definitely one of them. He, yeah. Great performance. And then there, there were definite the nods. There were lifting some Shakespeare there. There were times, but at a certain point, I was like, are we done with this yet? Yeah. Daniel Drew also said it was a fun season. The finale did feel a bit rushed, which we'll get to. Other than that, I enjoyed it. I still feel like these episodes should all be 45 minutes at least, uh, though the way it ended. Woo. That's right. Mm. I gave it a woo. Um, no, I think that this is the perfect length for these episodes. Uh, there isn't one that I was like, ah, 10 more minutes would have really done it. You know, uh, I, I think that uh, I think they gave us they gave us what we deserved, you know. Uh, and, you know, we are doing this show on a Friday evening, uh, nighttime on the East Coast. And uh, as a result, you know, our, our pal 
over on the other side of the pond. Craig Robinson was unable to enjoy this show live or join us. And uh, he did uh, tweet at us that, you know, 2 a.m. is a little bit late, which, you know, I mean, Craig, are you a fan or you're a fan? You know, I mean, at what point? Step it up. (laughs) At what point do you put us in there? Uh, The one that stood out for him is Iron Man and the Grandmaster episode. It's just... Uh, just as it's pure fun and maximum gold bloom, hundred percent on both of those things. Followed by the Nebula episode and the Hella episode, and all had a good time with season two. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go through uh, each of the episodes right now. But I uh, wanted to uh, include Craig, who's fast asleep. Uh, with uh, hopefully the watcher is narrating whatever his dreams are at this very moment. Uh, Craig referenced it. Let's uh, take a moment and talk about uh, episode one, which is what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Shout out to Karen Gillan for actually voicing her character. Uh, not everyone does that, but uh, I I don't know why she would say no. I think that uh, it was probably she looked at it as like, yeah, sure, why not? It was fun. I found that to be a fun one. I think I like some of these standalone you know, uh, there have been comparisons to Blade Runner in that episode and just oh, yeah. also any kind of uh, detective sort of uh, story. But I mean, for me, the joy of that episode was Seth Green as Howard the Duck. And uh, you know, every time I see Howard the Duck, I'm like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to get that show that uh, Kevin Smith, like, you know, created and or, you know, adapted. And I think they had 10 episodes, but we'll never see it. That's all right. But um, I thought that. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the Nebula character was such an afterthought at first, but she grew on me uh, certainly by the the third Guardians. But uh, it it was a it was a slow one, I think, for me. But uh, what do what do you think of that episode? I'll ask each of you, but I'll start with you, Mister Brody. What did you think of the Nebula? I liked it. In yeah. fact, it was one of my two favorites. Uh, I liked the film noir style. I thought that was such a departure. Reminded me more of like the Frank Miller era Daredevil, sure. uh, dark, and uh, I liked it. But kind of a Batman vibe, if I can cross companies. Uh, you know, the plot wasn't the greatest plot, um, but the twist was fine at the end, where she saw the whole thing coming. So I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I thought it was a good first episode. Um, had again, had episode three been the first, I would have stopped right there. So it was a good, <laughs> it was a good starting episode for me. I, you know, I, get, I liked it. And by the way, if Glenn Close had been Nova Prime, uh, I I think you know some uh, some part of of her would have died inside. So good for her that she was too busy. You know yeah. uh, that that's how you know that uh, oh maybe the, maybe the career took a downturn if she's like yeah sure I'll voice Nova Prime why not? Uh, what uh, what did you think of that episode, Eric? You know I, I agree it was I th- I'd say it was maybe my second or third favorite of the batch. Um, Love the style of it. And and also, too, I think on a bigger scale, I I weirdly enough kind of like my what ifs a little more individually wrapped, you know, and I found that sometimes the threads they were trying to grab from one episode to another, I I felt like there was so much work in that that didn't quite pay off. So I like these episodes that were a little bit more in like their own little corner of the sandbox. Um, my, My one issue with it is more about we haven't, I felt like gotten a really great portrayal of Nova yet, the Nova Corps. I, I think that's one where I, I am curious if they're going to, because there was always talk of a Nova show, a Nova movie. I, it feels like they at some point need to really get a little bit more into the weeds on just what made Nova, the Nova Corps interesting in the comic. But um, as an episode, I thought it was, it was really good. Um, 
she I, I'm glad they got her to come back and do her breathy voice, uh, which I, you know, she's definitely made that character pop a lot more than when we first were introduced to her. And I just thought I'm, the, I'm the sure first... I'm sure Lake Bell would have done it fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and it had style to spare. I, I mean, I think there was yeah, really beautiful work on it. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was I, quite good. I think the impressive thing, and and even for the episode I didn't like last season, the animation is definitely on a level that it's almost like you know, it didn't have to be that good. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to spend that much money on it. Uh, what did you think, uh, Katie, of the uh, the Novacore episode with uh, with Nebula? I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought it was a really great opener to this new season. I was like, okay, all right, we're in for a ride. This is going to be a really fun season. And to your point earlier, um, I, <laughs> Brody, I, I did stop at three and I was like, oh, I don't know how much more I can do of this. <laughs> Cause like I watched one, two, three and I was like, all right, I got a little exhausted. And then we ended up watching the rest a little bit later, but I will say here's, <laughs> This is maybe um, going to be shooting myself in my foot saying this, but Karen Gillian is so not my favorite actor. <laughs> um, not my favorite uh, companion. Um, perhaps my least favorite, which is going against almost every Doctor okay. Who fan ever. So, looking, at, <laughs> but, uh, Katie, looking at Katie's list, Bill never happened. But anyway, go on. <laughs> I, this, I, I think she is a great person. I feel like she has really good acting style, but it hasn't been showcased as it was showcased in this episode. And I thought this was a perfect fitting. Noir was totally up her street. This, I mean, she's such a flat-voiced character to begin with. I find her kind of just boring um <laughs> but did you ever see her show selfie with john cho maybe maybe that's what's missing okay so you know no. what that's i'm gonna say that's probably what would have i thought she was fine in jumanji uh <laughs> i okay, i feel good. like she as a person is wonderful and i don't want to disparage i just feel like she hasn't been showcased in the best light but this episode was like yes queen take off oh. like what Yes, Queen. I I I was not expecting you to go that way. I'm surprised. Yeah, no, th this okay. is what I mean. Th this this made me fall in love with her as an actor again. Like I was like, okay, I see. Like I think she should be doing more animation. Absolutely. I thought this was a really great uh, portrayal, and I mean, it was perfect for Nebula to be in a noir. I mean, you know, she's she's uh, Scottish. Uh, you know, she didn't she didn't drop three or four stones so that she could uh, do animation. Okay. <laughs> You know, I mean, she did it so that she could be on the Jumanji poster. So yeah, you see the short credit. she had to wear for the whole franchise. I know. God Trust bless me. her. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. But the acting. Um, right. I, I will um, say she did she did well in both of those movies. I, it's just I don't know. She just often I often find her flat, and yeah. this was just a perfect catalyst for her to show off. Michael Shirley, what did you think of this episode? This was probably my favorite. I think I'd say it was my favorite, yeah. And did you come to this episode with an affinity for Nebula? Or mm. did that... Because that's not something I've ever heard you say. So that's why I feel yeah. like this this didn't even... You weren't, like, pre-packaged no. to like this one. No. I mean, this, yeah. No. No, absolutely not. I wasn't pre-packaged like it. I'm not a really big Guardians fan. I like um, Mantis, but the rest I could kind of... Yeah, well, I do agree on Mantis. Uh, what do you think was uh, so stylistically? We've talked about it. 
Is there one thing in particular that you were like surprised by or just watching it? Were you like, I didn't think I was going to like this one, but uh, was there a moment that kind of grabbed you in that one? I, I feel like it was the only one that to me really felt like what the whole what if comics was about. Yeah. Uh, It was just good point. Also the only one that I felt like, I mean, obviously they put the Nova Corps in there for a reason. I mean, they, like Eric said, they've been talking about doing a movie. As far as I heard, they were still planning on doing that movie. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it was like they were planting a seed, but uh, it was the only one that I felt really kind of played on other characters that aren't already in the franchise. And I appreciated sure. that. Uh, by I the way, how, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Absolutely. I was just trying to write oh, a comment in the chat. I just ahead. hated how I, it just seemed like all of the voice actors that they put together, it was just because they're currently in these movies or they were in the movies. I don't like that they're only dipping out of like pre-made films. I wish they would be a little more adventurous. I felt like we got that with Captain Carter in the first season. I sure. guess maybe with Kaori, or or I guess, I'm not sure if that's how you say her name, but uh, I mean, well, she wasn't ever in the comics, so Correct. that was that's probably what I liked the least about that. But uh, but uh, uh, the yeah, I, I think you know uh, you know I was talking about how Glenn Close uh, was not in this episode, but uh, Jude Law sure was. You know, so I was like, all right. I mean, there was that year where he was in, you know, like four huge movies. And uh, I guess 2023 is not that year. Uh, I just wanted to make sure we include this comment from our pal, Cammy Egan, directed at Katie. Tell us how you really feel about Karen. (laughs) I I have no doubt she's a wonderful person, so I don't want to disparage an actress. It goes back to she is Scottish, so, you know, slow down. You don't don't necessarily (laughs) want to get too carried away there. No, I know. I know. And she could probably take me any day. But still, I I don't know. She shined really bright in this episode. Yeah, no, no, I think that uh, it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, you know, I, I like her. I like the character, but uh, I I don't think I was expecting that one. And it, it was a great choice for the first episode. Uh, as we uh, will circle back for the second episode, Daniel Drew liked the 80s Avengers episode, which is the one we're about to talk about. I would have liked a bit more of a threat uh, or if it had actually been Peter having said yes to Ego and been corrupted by him instead of reluctantly. Yeah, I mean, when uh, Hope lets him out of his cage and then he goes and d- does good, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not where I thought that was going to that was gonna go. You know, he was going to, I don't know, smush Hope's head and steal her Walkman. You know, I thought we might have gotten something like that. But uh, <laughs> that's that's not the way that one went. Uh, I When I saw the title of that one, I'm like, ah, what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? I'm like... I don't know. <laughs> what if I need a nap? You know, I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of that episode, Michael Shirley? You mentioned that you're not a big uh, Guardians guy. And, Ooh, uh, didn't love front it. And center. Yeah. yeah, I didn't love it. What about Kurt Russell's animated flowing locks? Because uh, I found those to be uh, uh, really distracting, actually. One paying attention to them. Oh, my God. Neither How can you not pay attention to Snake Plissken if he's uh, on your table? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. What would you say, Eric? 
It, I mean, not even his hair. It, it just feels no. like that doesn't seem on brand. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just that's probably one of my least favorite episodes. Uh, did you did you like sort of seeing the concept of putting the Avengers together in a different timeline? So you do get a different combination. You know, we got we got Hank Pym, we got Bill Foster, and you know we've uh, you know well we've got teenage hope. I suppose is uh, basically what's happening there. And, yeah, because that's uh, what we need, Evangeline Lilly. Well, I mean, she <laughs> she was she was not there. Yeah, the Aaron Rodgers of Marvel. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Her character still had a band-aid from getting vaxxed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, in that episode, uh, it featured uh, Wendy Lawson, who uh, was not voiced by Annette Bening. Uh, I, 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 there was a short stretch where I'm like, who the hell is this? And I'm like, oh my god, right? It's like a big part of that Captain Marvel movie. Sorry, I forgot. And then it was like Goose was there, and I'm like, all right, I'm I'm putting it all back together now. Um, what did you think of that episode, Katie? The uh, Peter Quill. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a really good one. Um, I love that Peter finally got to be as powerful as he always wants to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, a little bit younger. Um, I I liked seeing a different formation of the Avengers start up. Um, this again, we've mentioned this before, but this feels like what if is supposed to be. It's you know an alternate universe. It's an alternate heroes of Earth type of situation. Um, I I love seeing you know Peggy. I love seeing all the different characters and um, and seeing like that branch of the universe off of all these heroes and um, and Hank Pym. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hank Pym had more to do in the 26 minutes of this episode than in all of quantum mania. So uh, I felt yeah. it was a much better use of Michael Douglas's time to uh, be in this. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh it's fun to kind of take a look for, you know, the established history, some of these characters that, that we do have like him and Bill Foster and all that. So uh, yeah, I did find this one to be fun the idea that uh, Peter Quill was still Peter Quill inside uh, does work. I just thought, yeah, he was going to crush the earth is, uh, is basically where I thought this was going. You thought this was going way darker than it did. Yeah. And and honestly, I felt like season one was darker than this season. It had a little bit more of that stuff. This one was a lot more hopeful. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to get all Michael Shirley on you, but uh, who needs rainbows and sunshine? You know, <laughs> I think it's a pendulum swing, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. What did you think of this episode, Eric? You're you, very similar thing. It, 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 to me, it felt more like the actual kind of what if model, so to speak mm-hmm. of like, okay, sure. this is its own thing. Uh, you know, you change one or two little moments and we get our butterfly effect. And I really enjoyed this. I liked it. I, I, I'm also admittedly a sucker for things like Firestarter. Um, you know, I like little creepy kids. I like kids who have Whoa. powers they can't control. Weird. <laughs> the second I said it, I realized. As soon as you said it. As soon as I said it, I'm like, yeah. I, Are I, you I, on Epstein's I, list? <laughs> well, it's another list. He's on Epstein's standby list. So it's yeah. yeah. standby. Is it yeah, Andrew's list? If people get didn't on the show plane. up, Eric might have uh, been able to go. Right. Uh, but that all yeah. being said, um, <laughs> I, I, before the police come and knock down my door, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think uh, the idea of them all fighting against a young Peter was great. Um, I think, uh, 
just like in real life, uh, Evangeline Lilly is a liability. I, I think that <laughs> she would just free him. And I get it. And I, 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 you know, they bonded and I got that. But it, it was kind of like I always thought she was a little bit of a even when she was young, a little bit of a sharper kid than that. But um, it, it worked, and I think it was a really nice um, – I like that mix of uh, characters they put together as well. I think that would be kind of a fun alternate Avengers to have pop up again somewhere. Uh, it was a really good mix of voices and personalities. So that was a good episode. I, maybe not my favorite, but a solid double. All right. Yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, especially if it's uh, extra innings and you start with a man on second, uh, sometimes all you need is a double. So uh, that's fine. Uh, Mr. Brody, what did you think of this Peter Quill episode? Well, I'll go ahead and agree with everyone. It's definitely a what if episode. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it fit the mold of what if. Yep. Um, I liked seeing that group of Avengers only because, you know, in the Avengers, Hank Pym was uh, was part of that group. And in the movies, they made him old. They made him from the 70s and 60s. So it was nice to see him with the Avengers, you know, because he should have been. So um, yeah. that part I liked. Uh, I thought I thought the kid should have destroyed the universe. I, I really yeah. think there should have been some real ramifications yeah. uh, from the episode. The fact that he almost beat them up and then he didn't and then he turned on his father. It was all cutesy, like a Saturday morning cartoon. I needed the planet to explode. Yeah. I needed you know to what? certainly do now, what it's to do. Yeah. I, now that you say that, I did get some uh, cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue vibes uh, from this. Spider-Man uh, is amazing what, friends. What is lacking in y'all's life that you need more dark things? <laughs> no, I just wanted one. I just felt like one of these episodes. It wouldn't yeah, be seen. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I didn't want Strange Supreme to win. I just wanted the kid to blow up the world. That's yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, Hank Pym absolutely would have turned to hope and be like, I just want you to know this is all your fault. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and then they explode. Into dust. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and Janet's in the quantum realm the whole time and uh, doesn't, I doesn't figured know that. any of that. Uh, Kemi Egan has a, a good note. Jeffrey Wright as the watcher seemed a lot more humorous. He had more moments. You know, he had some moments in season one, but uh, especially bantering with uh, Peggy Carter and um, anybody who maybe skipped the uh, I am group season two shorts. There is one that is narrated by the watcher, Jeffrey Wright providing the voice. And if, if you like the idea of the watcher in a funny situation, that would actually be it. I think it, uh, it, it was, it was a nice usage of the character. Uh, I, and I, I thought uh, it was interesting to see the watcher get, I don't know. I feel like for as uninvolved as he's supposed to be, he was a little too involved. You know, it's, uh, I was just like, you're supposed to just watch, you know, the rule is no touching, just watch. And, uh, appropriate you know, after this. Uh, yeah. And he, keeps a ago. To, he keeps saying to, <laughs> to Peggy's like, are you ready for me to take you home? Like, no, you shouldn't take her. You shouldn't be able to take her yeah. home. You're the watcher, not the help out of a gem. So, uh, Daniel drew, uh, would we rather all of these be standalone stories yes. instead of connecting stories? Yeah. I think 
if there was one moment that connected two episodes because, you know, they were in the writer's room and they were, you know, putting all the time in and they're like, you know what, this really works to connect these. That would have been fine. And honestly, like the season one episode where he went and plucked characters out from earlier in the season, it, it worked enough. And I actually thought that's what the 1602 episode was when I saw, you know, as we were getting closer to it, I thought that's what it was going to be. Um, but yeah, I'd like them to be uh, a little bit less involved, uh, you know, continuation. I mean, uh, great for Haley Hotwell because uh, she was in a lot more of these than I expected. So I think well, that, wanted. That, right. right well, she's exactly. kind of like their character. Yeah. They should just yeah. call it. What if Peggy Carter did something different? Definitely I mean, this the, definitely this season. I, I was I I like seeing Peggy again, but it was also like, all right, we're doing this a lot. Now. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. I went and watched uh, Multiverse of Madness just to watch her get cut in half again. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I needed it. Well, uh, yeah, I I I just I just like to watch John Krasinski's arms get uh, you know get him watch him get get spaghetti arms. Exactly. So black hole. Generally speaking, the, well, you know what? I I I, I never want to not include uh, salient points from Daniel Drew. Uh, that has always been Watu's problem. The Watcher is, is that he, of all of them, he does tend to get the most involved. You know, uh, and you know, but it was a it was always uh, you know just as reading comics, you're like. Oh, what is it? I mean, you open the cover from Uncanny X Men one thirty seven, and like, oh my god, the Watchers just standing there watching. I'm like, I think something important's going to happen, isn't it? Uh, so, some of you have uh, been a little bit uh, outspoken about the third episode, the uh, "What if Happy Hogan Saved Christmas?" And I would say it's the hokiest of uh, of all of them. But uh, again, uh, as uh, as I've said, as a as a a, a John McClane uh, apologist. I, uh, I mean, I, I even saw Die Hard Five in the theater. All right, so that's that'll tell you something. Oh. But uh, in any case, I think that uh, I don't know. It was just fun and, and hokey in a way that I, I feel like uh, seasonal content, Christmas content, should be. It's probably more appreciated because of its self awareness. I thought uh, Kat Dennings uh, had some some good lines in it. And, you know, whenever they include her uh, in any of this stuff, I think that's that's usually the reason why. Um, but, yeah, I didn't need Happy to be a Hulk at, at any point. And especially like, oh, gradual Hulk. Oh, he's got a Hulk leg first. OK, I mean, I guess that that can work. Uh, David, was there anything you liked about the episode? Well, I did refer to it when it was over as WTF. Uh, <laughs> I, I hated it that much. What the if? Yeah. What the if? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Katie. Um, I'm sorry, that's just too good. I love how it. I love how it had inspired Cammy Egan because she watched Die Hard last night after watching that episode. See, we all run to, to other movies to get our fill. Me, it was I, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I thought the the. I mean, the voice acting was fine. The animation was fine. I liked the Die Hard stuff. He he crawled through the vents. The whole time I'm thinking, this is not a Christmas cartoon. I'm willing to have that debate. <laughs> you can have that debate, but it did. Uh, it is the episode that uh, he saved Christmas, on Christmas yeah. Eve. It streamed yeah. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I, yeah. I, I, I hated it. Uh, it's not a what if episode. It's it's more like, oh, we'll just take a guy and have him do it. It was not. It was it just I just it didn't belong. It should have been a, a something else. It just wasn't a what if episode <laughs> for me. All right. Maybe well, it was dang. the. 
maybe it was the backdoor pilot to the uh, Happy Hogan uh, saves various universes uh, ongoing. Series. I would have watched Eric, the backdoor pilot, but this is Eric not- Connor. What uh, do you think of uh, the dogs? Also have an opinion. Um, I, I enjoyed Hulk Hogan. I, I think sixteen oh two brother. To me, let me tell you something, brother. Me and these twenty four inch pythons. Yeah, the the sixteen oh two. That to me was maybe the wrong side of Goofy, where it was just it got kind of cloying and annoying. This one Goofy's me, the word of the day. It is cloying. Katie's used it. I've used it. Yeah, and the day ain't over. It's Katie's yeah. turn next. Um, but it. It was. I thought it was funny. I, I David's totally right. It, it's not. It's not a what if episode, but it is almost like I don't know the part of the Marvel universe that gave us uh, uh, Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham. I mean that that's okay. I, I didn't mind I it that. being a lark. I didn't mind it being like a Mad Magazine a lark. like extended oh, piece oh. or a, or maybe a, a maybe not quite a Saturday Live sketch, but maybe Fridays or yeah. uh, you know that level of humor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Friday. So, so the, the, the great Michael, the great Michael Richards is what you're. Uh, Battle boy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't mind as much. It, it it was instantly forgettable, but while watching it, it was it was fun. Yeah, I I didn't get the uh, the the Werner stuff, the Werner character, where they're just like it's this like detached. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I got that that, and I was just like, all right, you're really really going for it. Well, yeah, that Katie. Took, yeah, they, that as, took as someone who uh, bonded with her spouse over Die Hard and was overjoyed last month when uh, the greatest Christmas movie of our lifetime, Die Hard, was back in theaters, you got to see it in theater for the first time. I did. Uh, how did you feel about this episode? And depending on what you say, I might send you a secret link to the episode of Booker starring Richard Grieco that is a uh, knockoff of <laughs> Die Hard. Please do. Um, I when I when I saw the the title of this, I was like, okay, we're going for a Die Hard. I was excited. I was very excited. I was. I you told us to come with hard opinions, and I put <laughs> the hardest of meh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, so meh hard. It was. I went so meh hard. Meh, queen. I mean meh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was very excited. I think the thing that bugged me the most was that Happy turned into a super Hulk. I, I was no. like, can we? Like, if you're going to do the Die Hard, I love that Darcy was like, what is it, Con Air? <laughs> I thought that, that was, was nice. I did hysterical. like that. <laughs> like, I thought there were really great moments in this episode, but it, like overall, I was just like, why couldn't he have just been a human that saved Avengers Tower? Because the Avengers aren't there. So, like, why do we need a superhero to do this? Um, the Die Hard stuff, the shout outs were great. Uh, they were fun, but it was just kind of like okay well that happened <laughs> by the way they name checked him as i mentioned but a cameo from reginald reginald vell johnson would have been much appreciated yeah and, uh, you know and probably maybe affordable. his rate maybe his rate is too high what's that eric i think he's doing isn't he doing cameos like i feel like we could get him we, you could totally get him i Wait, mean they're not I'm doing sorry the, the, hold on you're saying that reginald vell johnson does cameos I, I thought he did. I, I'll, now I'll have to do my homework. Oh, did, oh he, he went he to order one. <laughs> he went to go get one. All right. Should be delivered by the end of the show. Let's hope. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. How amazing would that be? Reginald Bell Johnson and I. back and he only got a Reggie Wayne. 
It's the Christmas episode. So oh, like, we, we were, now we're though. waiting for Christian, and maybe he'll yeah. never come back. <laughs> Wait, was I not? Am I not here? You're here. Now you're here. I was there. Yeah, he was. Oh. He's a bit. I then saw. I saw long. myself. I was gone, but uh, you know, I milked the joke, but for like ten seconds. So. <laughs> True. That's all right. Well, if we're talking about the Christmas episode, we, of course, require the opinion of our resident Grinch. What did you think of this episode, Michael Shirley? It was okay. I didn't really like the whole Hulk thing. That was a little. That seems to be the consistent note is uh, the Hulk aspect of it. Sure. Darcy's not on my top list either. So I kind of found her irritating. You always liked the blonde yeah. on Two Broke Girls, right? You were a Beth Bears guy. I don't watch that goofy show. <laughs> right. Way to bring it. it back. Way to bring it back. <laughs> that's a nice callback. Very nice callback. Stephanie's mom like, is on it. I was like living in L.A. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> living in L.A. You're right. Stifler's mom. No, they live in New York. What are you talking about? What? Two oh, Broke Girls, they, fooled, they work in like Queens, a diner right? in Queens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they fooled me. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it, it's it's uh, homophobic. It's sexist. It's racist. It's everything that uh, sitcoms in the early two thousands were supposed to be. It's it's the Michael Shirley special. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you did you take anything out of it that was that was fun, Michael? That's I feel like I'm talking to you about Loki right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did, like? did it, I did, didn't did we like? Pick your scene that you liked from that one. I really didn't like this whole season. Honestly, I liked last season a lot better than this. And I liked that okay. So, like, it's kind of low energy over here. Um, gosh, I guess I liked when it was over. Ah! Ah, now <laughs> it really is, uh, you know, that really is like talking to you about Loki. Well, um, I feel like, and I could, I don't know that we've spent much time talking about the grandmaster the uh the oh, by jeff goldblum no. i feel like so i i like him and i think he's funny but there's a quality to that character and it's like i, I was just recently talking about the fifth element that when uh chris tucker walks on screen i'm like i think i'm out of this movie i think i just i can't i cannot and i think some people feel that way about uh about the grandmaster uh was it was that when you saw you're like oh man would it have been better if they didn't get Jeff Goldblum? Because I think that's one of the delights of uh, of, of the episode is actually getting him. But uh, would you have rather not had any focus on the Grandmaster? And did that uh, did that like ruin Jeff your Goldblum. Grandmaster plan for watching the season? I don't like Jeff Goldblum. He's just very like kind of fumbly and derpy and just like <laughs> yeah. And well, I, like, that, I, and, the fly. That, that is that is what the sides said for the yeah. chill when they were casting. We want fumbly and derpy. <laughs> derpy. And yeah. oh, I, I, he he realized he could do that. You know. Luckily, Lake Bell couldn't pull off derpy. So. <laughs> you know what? We've never seen her try to do the Grandmaster. So let's let's give her a chance in season three. Um, well, if it, it, you know, feel free to chime in as we talk about this episode. If if you disliked it that much, uh, I, uh, I I think we got. Uh, Josh Brolin as Thanos in that episode, which that was one of those like incredible, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. And I think that uh, Taika Waititi probably doesn't want anyone else to ever voice Korg. 
I, you can't you, you yeah. can't deliver it like Tyga can like no one can do Korg. <laughs> yeah well you know they used to say no one could do the voices of Statler and Waldorf though so you know eventually you can find somebody if you need to but I know what you're saying um I found this one to be to definitely be fun I know that our, our buddy Craig Robinson liked it uh I I know that you know uh, Tony is obviously not Robert Downey Jr. the actor who they have as Tony McWingert I think it's a good choice to like, oh, let's just do a Robert Downey Jr. impression. Don't give us a, like another voice actor's interpretation of what they think he should sound like. It's like, you know, because he Tony's shown up on some like animated like Spider-Man shows. And it's always like we're going to do a knockoff of Robert Downey Jr. to keep the character consistent. So uh, it's clearly not him, but I'm like, all right, you. It's like you can kind of uh, imagine what it would sound like if it actually was him. Uh, we had Tessa Thompson in that episode as Valkyrie, so uh, I thought uh, that was fun, and uh, not uh, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, an actress named Cynthia McWilliams, who I actually thought was Shirley on the Vernon Shirley. So I'm just, you know, all mixed up as I <laughs> my timelines. I so, thought that just when you said her name. That's a that's a that's a joke for for me, Brody and <laughs> Eric, and no one watching. <laughs> I don't like how they have the mix of like actual voice actors and non-voice actors. I don't well, like it at all. I don't think that's by choice. I think that I they're think excited it, that that no, they're excited that they get people. And then they're like, all right, well, you know, we're not going to not put Tony in this episode. Although they did make sure that, uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan's character never spoke because they didn't have him. So they were like, oh, let's just not have him talk. And there were episodes <laughs> where there were episodes where other characters like there's an episode where we see Thanos and he doesn't talk, but he does talk in this one. Um, what did you think of this episode, Katie, uh, if uh, Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master? <laughs> um i thought i thought it was good it was um it wasn't like my top one like i'm I, it's probably like one of those that i watch say cool and then move on and probably never rewatch again um i did like that we had a korg team up with iron man and i love that i i thought jeff goldblum just peed all over this role <laughs> like <laughs> so it was fun to is see that in that. a good way yeah. marking yeah, his territory oh. his yeah, okay. yeah like no one can be as uh, as insane as he is um i thought it was fun i think this is probably the best fit for valkyrie to rule over like this this world was like i thought like perfect for her more than new asgard um yeah. so i thought this kind of gave way towards like an interesting path that i mean that felt more fitting for valkyrie honestly yeah no i think that uh you know it's almost like oh did she need to be in this and then sort of the way it ends you're like okay yeah i think that actually does work uh for her uh mr brody what did you think of uh this episode well, I didn't think Jeff Goldblum was very good as Jeff Goldblum. Really? <laughs> he wasn't as he wasn't as grandmasterish as he was in the movies. He was it almost it, there were times it sounded like Jeff Goldblum, but I thought someone else was doing the character. I know he what was, you're talking about. I he, felt the same interesting. way. Interesting. Yeah, he he didn't have the the asides, the the the, <laughs> the you know the whole thing he does where he didn't do yeah. a, enough of that as if he phoned it in is what I'm saying. It, right, it seemed like fair. he read the words on the page. Well, and he didn't. He didn't really our, do the. Oh, I'm not saying. 
our visual audience is about to see the uh, very grandmaster moment where he's driving and he gets distracted by the statue of himself and he winks at it. I thought that was a very grandmaster, yes. also a very Jeff Goldblum moment. But yeah. I do know what you're saying. That uh, yeah, I thought he, he phoned it in. I love Korg. You can put Korg. Yeah. Korg could be next Anything. season's Captain Carter, and I'd be fine. Put, a, put, her in, put him in every episode, and he. Can I mean, crumble. it's fine. There, they're doing those Groot shorts. Where's the Korg shorts? I would like you know, the Korg I, shorts. Yeah, I, I would absolutely um, be uh, all in on that. I, I like the Tony Stark aspect. It seemed like a, a Ragnarok sequel. A sequel. I just thought the car racing was like wacky racers. And <laughs> yeah. It the was suit just, was the suit was cool, but it was like yeah, it was yeah. The suit, different. but then he jumped in, he made it a car. It was a Transformers, and yeah. it was just very young feeling. And I know that it, look, it's Disney, it's Marvel. I know we're not twelve, but it just seemed very goofy. There it is again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, it was an enjoyable episode. I didn't turn it off. It wasn't episode three. I just felt what made it that. Goldblum character great wasn't there and the car racing was dopey and Valkyrie. I didn't even realize it was, it was Valkyrie until somebody said she was Valkyrie. Like she didn't look at <laughs> She didn't act oh, it. Wow. <laughs> like Valkyrie to me is like on a Pegasus with armor and braids. And she was just like, I thought it was just some girl on the planet. And then I, I was like, Oh yeah, that's Valkyrie. I get it now. <laughs> so I did. I didn't feel like that character was great until the end when she sort of stood up for herself and she becomes, I guess the ruler of the planet, but, well, yeah, fine. Was, I give it a, I give it a six, a six. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, obviously when they're putting these seasons together there, there's something about the placement of episode three that they decide that uh, that's going to be the most divisive spot. Season one, I hated episode three and I think way more than anyone else uh, on the planet, but uh, and then for you, episode three, which uh, I know is uh, a number of people's uh, least favorite. What did you think of this episode, Eric Connor? Yeah, you were saying wacky racers. I was feeling Phantom Menace. I mean, this was pod racing, <laughs> and, and and it just it, it it almost like just turned too much into the the really really wacky sides of Thor Ragnarok. Like in some ways, like Taiki Waititi's like his his. Taiki Waititi. Bro- <laughs> I, I I always call him by the wrong name. Okay. Tiki Watoto. Yes. Wacky titties. <laughs> His his instincts for like comedy run the whole gamut, and I, and I love the sort of Mister Bean side of him. Um, I you know he's all into very sort of broad sticky comedy, which is great. But I think it was it was so much of it, and I think part of the issue with the Grandmaster here was it was it was all, it was shtick on top of shtick on top of shtick without the menace, and you know without the sense that this is a guy who actually could you know kill some people who has people kill each other for sport. And I know we see some of that, but it, it doesn't have quite the impact that it did even in Thor Ragnarok. So, I, yeah, this one, it, it was fine. I, I just, I, I found myself, you know, again, it, it just felt young. It was trying a little too hard. It was more goofy than I thought it needed to be. Um, it was great seeing Valkyrie again, goofy. Uh, it was, you know, she's, that's a character they have yet to really unleash in the way they could. So, you know, her getting her screen time was great or her voice time, whatever you'd call yeah. it. But in the end of the it, character all, was on screen, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. A lot of sound and fury signifying not too much. <laughs> to quote well, uh, 
Eric will be the only one, I think, to uh, recognize the fact that we did have a question from a celebrity visitor to the chat. Yes, the great did. Kinky Loco wanting to know where the super chat button is. And uh, Kinky Loco, these uh, channels are not monetized in that way. But if you want me to put up my Venmo, I'll tell you where you can send me 10 Lodge. But uh, we can do that another time. Kinky Loco. Uh, great you to see you there. your name, Kinky Loco. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, if, if, we, if we look in the mirror and we say Kinky Loco's name 20 times, he will show up uh, on, on this episode. Uh, somebody in the chat, I was looking for it, and I was so happy to find Kinky Loco. Somebody mentioned kind of uh, like a what if Hanna-Barbera. There was something that I, I just I can't find. Can't it. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, Cam Egan said something about it, and uh, I I did love those those team up shows that uh, Hanna Barbera would do, like the the mm. year of the the Olympics were in the U.S. They did Laugh Olympics and Wacky Races, and it was always like, I don't know who's faster, Jabberjaw or Scrappy Doo. Let's find out. Yeah, it was <laughs> the Battle of the Network cartoon stars. That's yeah, what they right. did. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, Eric, you uh, went last on that one, so let's uh, circle back with what if Captain Carter fought. The Hydra Stomper, episode five. So we're sneaking it. Uh, yeah, uh, th this was one that I, I think it was good, but it just felt really familiar. I mean, it just mm. seems like they're just taking uh, the Winter Soldier, Captain America dynamic and just putting kind of like a new hat on it. Uh, though I, you know, the voice acting is really strong. I, I think it is you know, such a treat to have these performers and give them a little bit more stage uh, in which to play with these characters. Um, but I, I, I found that it just, um, the connection to other episodes, the sort of retreading of themes and plot, and this, you know, not to spoil my own take for the last episode, but feels like he is, you know, Sorcerer Supreme, still trying to get over his yeah. girl. You know, I, I found that, this is where the sort of rehashing of other plots and themes, it, it, it's diminishing returns as, mm. as well played as it is. It just, um, it lacked from that original spark that we might've seen last so season. In these it episodes. was, it was more house party two than house party one. Is that what you're <laughs> getting at? Or more house party three. Well, not quite house party. Oh, three, no, you know? All right. Settle down. Let's, nah, let's nah, nah, nothing. It's, not, it's not Friday after next. It's not uh, electric but, boogaloo. It's not next karate kid. Uh, to your point, uh, the uh, the voice acting, it, it is noteworthy that uh, Rachel Weiss actually does voice uh, Melina in Melina. Uh, I don't know. Melania. <laughs> nope. Right? Nope. Uh, no one knows where from, she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, voices, uh, you know, that she showed up in this episode. I thought that was fun. Uh yeah, for for Frank Grillo to have said no, uh, you know, would have uh, would have really raised some flags. But uh, yeah, we did, uh, you know, we did get uh, a few Sebastian Stan this season. So I thought that uh, you know all that stuff was fun and uh, nice to get Samuel Jackson uh, enjoying him so much more in his little cameos in this series than Secret Invasion, where he was essentially the star, you know. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I think that this this was one of those ones where I'm like, oh, it's okay, but it also like invokes multiple things from the Black Widow movie, which it wasn't like everybody was like, oh, there's so much, there's so much more to unpack from that Black Widow movie. Let's. Let's really like let's revisit those characters. Let's bring the red room in and and all of that. What did you think of this episode, David Brody? Uh, again, it was one of those. Okay, she fought the 
Hydra Stomper. Okay. Let her fight yeah. Captain America and get her ass kicked. Like, that's what I want to see. Oh, the fact man. that she fought her boyfriend and he, he doesn't know who he is. I, I, it's not who you are. It's such a cliche already. The, the whole person who's evil and you tell them they're not who they are and this is not what you yeah. want to do. And yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he should have punched her immediately. So <laughs> the Black Widow part of it so, was, I don't know why that was so there. The, the fight that you want to see is between Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. So yes, but is what you're saying, Steve Rogers. You, what you're saying is, do you want to make America great again? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, 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 okay. I, no. Oh, I, look, it's just a question. I, I thought I was I hearing want, something. To make make okay. Captain America great again okay. is fine. Captain, we should make Captain America great again. All right. Yes, I, I, I do see. Um, Michael, this I want to know what dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> well, good. That's and we've we've only got uh, ninety more minutes here on the show. Oh, no, Michael, no. Uh, Michael, what did you think of uh, this episode? The uh, the Hydra Stomper, uh, which you know it, the term "meh" was applied earlier, and uh, I think that the the "meh" was like bronzed and you know mounted on a wall, just like yeah, this is this is really what it was. But maybe you found something in here that uh, that I missed. What did you think of? Uh, uh, Peggy taking was, on the Hydra Stomper. It was all right. Like, I don't know. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't think it was that great. Uh, yeah, it was, it's just too similar to the actual story. And yeah. there's not really any, I don't know. There's not really anything that I felt like Captain America couldn't do that sh she did. Yeah, I yeah no, I guess uh, it, it's I don't know, and and again, it it also acts to sort of tie into the upcoming episode. It seems like that was a big yeah. Of, hey, remember Peggy? I'm like, yeah, we saw plenty of her. It's fine. We didn't need this one. Uh, yeah, I, I I as we're talking about it, I like this one less than 1602. Uh, this is my oh, least wow. favorite. This is definitely my Ooh. least favorite uh, okay. because it's it's it, as I was saying. They could have not done this episode. And I, I look, I love Haley Atwell, but uh, this, yeah, she's in that one too. So uh, what is, nine what is, is kind of a weird number too, for sure. Well, isn't one, one of these, the, the, the one we just talked about, that one's left over from season one, right? That's one that they didn't get oh, to really? finish in time. Yeah. I think, I believe that's why there's nine. There's one that's left over from last year. Well, they, uh, they also bumped one from this season, the right. red guardian episode. That's why it's already out. You can see a trailer for it because the Red Guardian's in the opening montage with the Marvel logo. Uh -huh. He's in it, but he's oh, okay. this new episode of the Red Guardian. So I assume they they bumped that one. Oh, okay. Well, no, that would that would actually make sense. All right. Well, it shows what. What do you think of uh, this episode, uh, Katie Carter? <laughs> uh, look, I love Peggy Carter. This episode was a total miss for me. I, it was just like I think like everybody has said it's like if it didn't happen okay <laughs> you know it, it, it's it feels like we're, we're treading the same tracks we're we're going down the same path like it just yeah I, I mean everything that everyone said was exactly how i felt about this episode so i don't want to even repeat it <laughs> it's fine i, I yeah. agree as a, it was, as a it was great right. man once said i don't know boff it seems like a bit of a stumble this one definitely was a bit of a stumble and it uh <laughs> It was, I just you know, like it was, it's like one percent of your audience got that. 
Pinky Loco's <laughs> laughing his ass off right now. Oh, yeah, no, we're, Pinky Loco loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and finish your thought, Katie. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I, I just I thought it was like a, an interesting like posing of what if, but it was like the execution was like, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's the the worst it's a what if episodes. <laughs> don't ask the question. What if they asked the right. question? Well, here's the thing: waste all the money on this. We we open with like you know I don't usually revisit you know these yeah. like episodes or whatever, and I was like, okay, yeah. so you have something interesting, yeah. and I was like, okay, but then why did we revisit yeah. it? Yeah, and 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 Meatloaf didn't make sequels except for Bad Out of Hell two and Bad Out of Hell three. So yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't usually do sequels, but anytime anyone says that, it's about to uh, kick off a sequel. Well. I uh, wanted to circle back towards Katie on this episode because I want to get us over to episode six. What if Kahori reshaped the world, Katie? I fucking loved this. <laughs> I went hard. I was just like, oh, this is so great. I would, lo I would love a team up with Carol Danvers. I literally wrote on my notes, yes, no notes, best episode. Give me a team up with Carol Danvers. Um, I thought this was fantastic. I love that it was in uh, an original late very, it was in um, the Mohawk language um, and that they committed to that and that they tore up some freaking boats, Carol Danvers style, um, just with this like cool new ability. And it was basically what if Wakanda was in native America. And I thought that was yeah. such an interesting concept that like, we also got a brand new character who I hope we see all across the universes like the cinematic universe you know even in the like anime bring her back when we do get her again which i love um i i need more of this character i think kahori is really interesting really fun i love that we also have the spanish mythos of like the fountain of youth yeah. what a great thing like did they end up in a planet like is it a pocket universe well, i don't know no and and it and it tells us uh, watching this episode is uh oh ponce de leon kind of a dick you know i think that's that's really what the it should be great you know? yeah uh no i i did find this to be a lot of fun i had been told from somebody who had finished the season that uh, there's an episode with a new character that they really liked so i kind of was like all right i think i can tell which one that is but I did think the character was uh, it was very interesting because it's a background we don't usually get in terms of of native characters. Uh, Daniel Moonstar from New Mutants, Mirage, is uh, one of a short list. Yes, there's Thunderbird from the all new, all different X Men, but he lasted uh, two and a half issues. So, uh, and I know his brother was in X Force. I'm just well, wait a minute. There's there's two characters of native descent in Alpha Flight. Shaman yeah. and his daughter or yes. niece. Uh, I forget their relationship. Talisman. Yeah, that's his yeah, daughter. Talisman. Yeah, yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I but, was ready uh, for that. I'm I, talking I, about Native Americans, not Native Canadians, David. All right. <laughs> First Nationers. I said Natives. First Nation natives. peoples. Yes. By exactly. the way. No, you're absolutely right. Um, there's not, but to that extent, we just sort of reached for like four of them, you know, so we can't even do a Mount Rushmore of them, which ironically would be on that native land in South Dakota. So we shouldn't build all of this to say we need more native American superheroes. I thought it was so cool. I would love to see even more cultures getting their own superheroes to just like wave the banner. Where's for. Sabra? 
Where's Sabra from Secret Wars, the Jewish uh, superhero? She's supposed, oh, she's she was, supposed to be. She was supposed to be. She was supposed to be in um, the new Captain America, but uh, I, I don't, don't know, know where that stands it. currently. Yeah. 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 Sabra was supposed to be terrific. What? What is that movie called? Is it called New World Order or am I? Uh, well, I think I think if you're gonna have Sabra, you gotta change that title. It's a little yeah, bit. Uh, great point. Yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking uh, of uh, first, first, what is it? First World. First Nations. First Nations. Yeah. Um, first World. The character Atar- Atarax, the yes. the leader of the tribe. Mm-hmm. That's my friend Jeremy, who voiced the character. Oh, cool! And he's great been, he's, been he's been teasing working for Marvel for like six months. Well, he teased uh, something big, and then. He teased Marvel a little bit, and so it's actually him. So he didn't speak in the finale. He was one of those characters that you saw, but you didn't, yeah. he didn't say anything. Uh, but I did tweet him, and I, I copied him to the tweet about this episode. So th- what we're doing now. So hopefully he's watching. I hope uh, he's watching. Uh, uh, nicely done. That must be fun to be uh, a part of uh, you know of any episode of this. But yeah. uh, I agree. I, I did uh, enjoy the adventure. And I, uh, I didn't mind reading is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was okay that I had to read, uh, oh. but let's just say I might've been happier the next time we saw her when I didn't have to read, <laughs> but <laughs> I think for this story, it only works if Wait. we have to read it. Yes. And by the way, my friend, Jeremy is a first nationer as, okay. as is the rest of the cast. Killer. Oh, that's awesome. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So what did you think of this story, David Brody? I liked it. Um, I didn't like the title because I didn't know the character. So yeah. putting the character's name in the title didn't make sense to me. So from an analytical standpoint, I didn't enjoy that. But as far as the episode, I thought she was great. I enjoyed reading. I enjoyed the way they kept their culture and used the power. Again, like Wakanda. Um, there was obviously the, a, a Wakanda vibe there to it. Um, but I liked the way that she stood up for the principles or for people that perhaps that the, uh, the people with the power had forgotten the culture that they had left behind when they went into the, the river, the lake rather. And they, you know, formed this, this new community. Uh, overall, I liked it. I, I just, I'm concerned about making too many super powerful superheroes. Like I felt right. she might be based on the finale. We'll talk about later. I feel like she went from doesn't exist in the Marvel universe to, Captain Marvel level power. Yeah. A little a little too far. Yeah, look at you. Look. Yeah. How was it? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys get Superman. We can get Corey and Captain Marvel. Like I love I, no. Oh, people. what? Supergirl isn't good enough. Oh, wait. Now that Super I dog. Right? Like, and all the yeah. cousins and Wendy and Marvin, the interns from the Super Friends. Come I mean, you guys. I just been like, look, I what am, about I'm, Jaina, the uh, girl from the Wonder Twins from the later incarnation of Super oh, Friends? And I'm sorry, I, go the ahead. one go we ahead. all know. Yeah. Right. You know what? You had the suit. You had the Wonder Twins because all he could do was form water. So <laughs> I just I and like, look, I I'm a woman on the internet, so I've heard You're the what? gamut uh, on like the opinions of this. But I love having <laughs> turn your camera. Uh, I love having an OP woman. Like sure. I like the fact that like they were trying to enslave her people, and it it's I love that it's also a little bit different than Wakanda, and that it's not just one responsibility bestowed upon one leader. It's it's a communal power, and I find that so cool because it it's not just about like 
saving the planet or I'm the hero. It's like, we're all the hero. We all have this power. We all can work together and just blow through these freaking ships. I fucking loved it because the other thing is, is that like she got hit with a cannon and took her out. And I was like, all right, this is cool. But then when we start to see those zipping through the, the woods, oh, beautiful, so eerie, so cool. And I'm like, yes, let them be overpowered, <laughs> please. Well, After all of the history they've gone through, let oh yeah, that I, be I, the cool I, thing. The, the, ca- the background of the character, yes, absolutely yeah. empower them. I just... I, I don't. I, I'm worried about secret invasion, where what's her face's daughter became like oh. the the most powerful being on the planet, yeah. and hopefully we'll never see her again. I'm I'm hoping that was like Pretty another sure. a, another reality. Yeah, that, that, it, yeah, that that will slide into the what if canon, all of secret invasion. What if the Marvels basically the Marvels basically indicated that that had never happened. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. there's a few times where it's like. Shouldn't Nick be like referencing? Nah, probably not. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, you know, just massive representation and the term Yas Queen was applied earlier. Uh, Eric Connor, what did you think of this episode? Well, I'm glad that, that, that as an intro, I think just nailed everything about me. So thank you. I believe so. Um, yeah. it's, it's, I'm holding up a prop, uh, Infinitum, oh. which we read for the Geekscape uh, book club. Correct. And you know what you were bringing up before Katie about this idea of, you know, this episode, it's, it's more than a a Marvel piece. It's more than a what if, because it really is it's representation, but in a way that I thought it was so interesting how they kind of connected with the folklore, which is like what Afrofuturism does. It's like the, the ultimate, what if, what if, uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of Europeans didn't come to this country and what would have happened? What would, what would life have been? And and I think like, it, it's a powerful question. It's a dramatic one. And I think I had heard about this episode before I watched it, because this is the one getting the most buzz by far on, uh, on, you know, Instagram, Agreed, Twitter, yeah. everywhere, even MySpace, And, and you can see why, <laughs> because it, it, it is, yeah, this, this is Tom's favorite episode. Uh, th- by <laughs> far. Yeah. This he is has the theme song. As- yes. Um, <laughs> And she is a new character that they did such a terrific introduction of. And, and I agree, Brody. Yeah, the, the title is kind of like a little for cocked uh, because <laughs> kind of like, who is she? Like, we don't know hey, this I'm woman. sorry. Can you translate that into Goyan? No, I will not. I will not. Uh, no, I'm going to let it lie. You you all do your homework. All right. If you want to know. Let me get my Jackie Mason to English dictionary. <laughs> well, if, you can't, if, you can't, if you can't translate Fakakta, what the hell's well, with you? You're Fakakta. You stupid aunt that meets you for breakfast. Here we go. He used it in a perfect sentence. So now you all know. Yeah, that's true. Did, um, yeah. And it helps when you have a New York accent to really sell it. It also helps that, that the word it references is in the letters of Fakakta. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I, I thought they uh, this episode was really good. And it's one that it was tricky for me because I kind of stayed off the, you know, I, I avoided reading about this as much as I possibly could before seeing it because I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it until closer to today. Um, and so this one already had hype, which I was like, Oh, but I thought it, it really lived up to it. And I think I, the fact is I thought she was a character. Like I started doing homework. I'm like, wait, you're, not, she the, you're the- not the first person to say that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think they have definitely um, a real triumph of this season 
is her and the idea that they could now plug her into any number of Marvel properties. And I think people will be actually genuinely excited to see her. Uh, so, no, I think they really pulled off a neat trick with this one. And I think uh, it was an important one. You know, I know people throw around the word woke, not this crowd, but like all over, you know, and it's so nasty and negative. But yeah. this is exactly why we have reflexivity, diversity, it, it, you know, is because there's so many stories out there that haven't been touched. So I think I, I hope we see more of her. I, I do like how they used her in that last episode. And so maybe we do get a little bit more of her and that would be welcome. Eric, what have I told you about spending so much time in those alt-right reddits? You know, that's where you're going <laughs> to tell me I should problems. do more of it. Right. It, okay. Yeah. But just for the sake of just for a goof, uh, I thought you were, I thought you were uh, coming on to criticize the woke mind virus. So I'm glad to not hear that. Uh, shout out to uh, Devery. Devery Jacobs is the actress who provided the voice uh, she was in uh, Reservation Dogs and uh, also uh, some uh, season of American Gods. I have to admit I had never seen anything she was in, but uh, I think the uh, voice acting I found to be good. Michael, you established earlier that uh, this was a goofy episode. Um, what, were there Indian. redeeming qualities other than the end credits? You've used that once this episode. You do not get to say it again. I guess. It was kind of amusing when she like shows up in Spain and like yeah. gives that queen what for. Yeah, I mean, all look, school. all I know about Queen Isabella is um, that bitch had it coming. She was yeah. like, she was like, no queen. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I think uh, that's that's part. That's a perfect way to put a button on that one, um, Michael. What if? Hella found the Ten Rings, and as we stressed, Kate Blanchett returning as Hella, shockingly, I have to say. But uh, welcome. I think uh, it, it was fun the couple of times we got to hear. And I'm sorry, anytime you put Idris Elba on my TV, um, I uh, I take notice. Uh, what did you think of this episode, Michael? Um, uh, I guess not as much as you did. Uh, I, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't really have super strong feelings about any the world of these. Of I, I didn't feel like anyone was really needing to have the villain from Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings like back again. Uh, I didn't really see why they bring her back for this. It didn't I don't know. It really just, I don't, I, I was just kind of like, why did I just watch this? Why did they make us watch this? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, you let me know when you watch something that you didn't feel that way. And I don't even mean Marvel, <laughs> you know, it just seems like ever, pattern. What? you know, ever, uh, like yeah, they make I, us watch this. I like that I mean, sentiment every, quite a bit. Yeah. Every, every every time they air a new episode of the Connors, I know that's exactly what you say. Uh, Man, <laughs> I haven't watched that show in a long time. I just, sometimes, sometimes we just poke the bear because we think it would be fun. Uh, Katie, what did you think about Hella finding the Ten Rings? 
Um, I I thought this was great. I have never seen Kate Blanchett in like a funny role. So like to hear her That's do true. it was that is an excellent point. Yes. You know, That's like great. I've never seen her do comedy and I want more of it now, especially because of this. Um, I'm still kind of flabbergasted that she joined on the voice cast. Yeah. I was like, all right, Agreed. go ahead. Um, I thought it was a really cool arc to see. And um, especially with, it's essentially just instead of Thor's story, it's Hela's story. And yeah. um, to see her kind of go through that like anti-villain uh, journey that Thor like never went for, but like Loki kind of did. Um, to see that side of the family rebirth into something a little bit more honorable and cool and worthy of her own helm, which was also. <laughs> that was the most surprising I yeah. think, end result of these was yeah. I was just like, oh, I figure she's just going to, you know, crush Odin and, you know, rule over Asgard and destroy everything else. And yeah. uh, they went a different way. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, tip of the hat. Didn't see that coming. And uh, yeah, I mean, mostly this one, it, it, it's sort of, it's fun, but I do agree. It is definitely on the, you know, the magnet tiles that make up this show. It's like, oh, well, hell is over here. And you slide it over to the 10 ring. No one needed it. I a hundred percent. I agree on that point that Michael made, but uh, I, I did have uh, some fun with it. Mr. Brody, what did you think of this episode? I'll start off with the, with the magnet reference you made. It, it made no sense to me for like when, Thor was sent down to Earth. He fought the, the Iron Robot with no powers. Yeah. Right? He didn't find 10 rings. He didn't find Dr. Strange's cape. He was do basically Don Blake, Dr. Blake. And he, and he earned his hammer back. I, I thought the ending was good. I liked that she, you know, changed who she was. I just don't know how much weed was smoked when somebody said, why don't we take the 10 rings, dude? Because we're never making a sequel to Shang-Chi. And Look, oh. would, would you have preferred that this episode be called how Hella got her groove back. Nice. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Yes. Wow. Yes. Nicely done. <laughs> Ring the bell. Sorry, you can hear you can, I have to admit you could hear me uh, laugh when I started to ask it because I was really proud of myself. That's pretty good. Um, it just came to me now. Uh, that's why that's why I started laughing. I, I wasn't loaded with that one. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know that we needed it. Um, Kate Blanchett maybe doesn't get to do enough comedy to Katie's point that that might be the single reason she's like, yeah, sure. And they were like, Hey, a couple lines in this other one. Yeah. Why not? You yeah. Know, she was I, great. I, yeah. I, it was a story that it just seemed like an odd story. It ended well, I guess. Um, I mean, it it's seems really, like, oh, it's her redemption story. We'll never see a redemption of Hella, I think ever. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So I right. thought that was kind of a cool thing. Like, yeah, I never expected that. They just took two characters. For me, it was like that Shang-Chi's uh, uncle, father, I don't remember the relationship. Uh, he, father. you know, the 10 ring father, father, the 10 rings guy. Okay, it's fine. You put him in what if. And Hela, I, I don't really care about Hela. You know, she was in, Ragnar in Ragnarok. That was fine. Um, it, it was two people that never should have been in the same room. It was fine. Uh, I just didn't see it as like a, oh my God, what if Hela found that, like, you'd never ponder that. So it just was like, it seemed like a stretch to me, like you said, taking magnets and just throwing them all together. Mm. Um, but it ended well. I thought the, the, she looked good in white. 
Uh, Daniel Drew making a point, by the way. I always skip the opening credits to s- avoid seeing the potential cast they got back. There's a few of those. Uh, there's one where I'm like, wait, Elizabeth Olsen? And there's another, you know, oh, it was man. the uh, uh, Kahori one. I'm like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch? So, yeah, there are a few times where it's like, I, I don't know. They I, Just put the credit, put the voice cast at the end, I guess. I But I don't know. That's probably probably what the actors uh, struck about. So maybe they want their names up front. I don't know. It's, it's it's on a list of things. It's probably important, but I do agree that it probably is worth skipping the, the credits uh, for that reason. Uh, Mr. Conair, what did you think of this episode? Kate uh, Blanchett doing comedy was great. And, and at times uh, no, everyone was like, it felt like tar her character from tar kind of oh. melded with Hella in this because sure. really some of some of that sarcasm oh, okay. was so tar and, and right. I loved her in that movie. So uh it, it, any excuse I think to get her is worth it. I, I agree this is not a, a what if any of us was asking about. Um we wouldn't think to ask about it. We didn't need it. It was it was fine. Um I I, I didn't like that ending as much as the rest of you guys but I will say you guys are making strong points about it was a surprise. Like we definitely, we all kind of would assume Hella would be get things back and be like, all right, thank you. And then go back to her wave of destruction. But you know, her being humbled, I, I think it did play. It was a nice parallel to Thor, but didn't feel as sort of redundant. Like the, um, the, the yes. uh, Peggy, uh, Peggy story. Yeah. This one felt at least a, a bit more fresh. Um, and, uh, Odin is, is, uh, is a terrible father. Um, I think that's oh, so one thing that just he's, a, he's an even worse, he's an even worse spouse, <laughs> by the way. Let's uh, make sure that we can <laughs> that. Just, just, just briefly. I'm just yeah. going to say. He stole terrible. Loki. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But he did steal. I, he did. stole a baby. <laughs> right. Uh, in the end too, we, and we got a little more Helen in the, in, uh, the last episode too, and, um, yeah, it was a character. It's, it's funny. It, di- it did make me want to revisit um, Thor Ragnarok just because I, I, I don't remember Hela that well, I have to admit, from that film. Yeah. I know she was in it. I know she was cool. I know she destroyed the hammer. But I, I she didn't necessarily make the impression I would have expected. Wait, she killed Sam Rockwell in that movie? Is that is it? Is that what you're <laughs> the, trying to say? So yes. Uh, but I, I think uh, it was a character. <laughs> it was fun to see more of. Yes. Well, I know. Uh, uh, and, uh, maybe we'll get her again next year. We'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we will get that uh, Red Guardian one. Uh, I, you know, season three, whenever that might be. Um, we've touched on sixteen oh two a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we'll we'll circle back with you, uh, Eric. Is there anything that you would like to say about it that hasn't been said? Is there anything that worked about what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? It is a lot of just sort of throwing things in there. It's it's a lot of puns. It's a lot of jokes. It's a lot of like Hulk smasheth or something, I think is what we get. You know, it's it, it's like, uh, okay, I get it because... There's, you know, I, I did like the one thing I did like in this is sort of the running gag where uh, Loki's always trying to tell people about Iago and uh, yeah. what a great character Iago is. I, I, I like that enough. That Let's funny. put it that way. It was, it was like it was a moment. Um, I like New York was funny, I guess. You yeah. Know, uh, I, I like that we got Paul Rudd in this episode. I didn't, yeah. 
I didn't like the way they used him. I didn't like the, you know, I mean, so he's eating a lot of cakes, but I liked that they used him, you know, uh, but uh, finish your thought, Eric. Sorry. Yeah, it's just, yeah, this is one I circling back. I, I, the cast, I mean, that they were able to get the so many of them back is stunning. And I, I, again, it feels like it must have been one of those pitch to them is like, this is going to be a lark. It'll be fun. It'll be done. Don't worry about it. You, you, we're not going to do a second take of anything. So it's, it's all good. It'll happen fast. But I, I think my disappointment with this was also the title because 1602 is this really interesting series that was a Neil Gaiman did a bunch of years back, Marvel 1602. And I thought, oh, maybe it'll be connected to that somehow. And it, I haven't read that in years, but it, it wasn't. It, it was, yeah. it was basically that movie. Uh, was it Your Highness? Uh, the one with uh, James Franco. It was basically that film with Marvel characters and Robin Hood Men in Tights. It, it, yeah, it, 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 Your, Your Highness, I believe, it. also had uh, had Natalie Portman in it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, geez. I, and, and there's a movie I hadn't thought about in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you're saying if uh, if the urge comes to watch uh, 1602 instead, just rent your highness, I guess. Off, uh, <laughs> Actually, I, I no, I'm I'm saying Brody hit, hit it right. Rent men in tights. Yeah, uh, that's, you'll that's be fair. much happier with that. I promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, were there uh, were there any uh, positive enduring memories from 1602 for you, David? I know this was not your least favorite episode. Uh, we we know what you did on Christmas Eve. You are indeed the Grinch who stole what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas, but that's Thank fine. You. Thank you. Um, so you already know my problem with Peggy Carter meeting Captain America. Sure. Ca Captain America is the most noble of all heroes, right? He's the, he's the, he's the goody two shoes. There's incursions happening because there's someone from um, out of another person from another universe, someone who's out of place, and it takes Tony Stark's, by the way, he went from I don't know anything to creating a machine that can find the stranger. That's amazing, right? So they use the machine to make Captain America turn green. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the outsider. The, the, the world is being destroyed. You know you're the outsider. And you don't say anything. And you're Captain America, the most noble person in the world. That seemed odd to me. That he wouldn't say, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm from another time. I hit yeah. Thanos's arm and I'm here. I don't belong here. So it's probably me. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just say that? And it had to like discover who I thought it was going to be like some guy in the crowd. Right. They're like that guy. Go get him. Yeah. And you're like, great. But like Captain America it was, was, yeah, was a good it, guy. He should have known. It was going to be early 2000s. Rob Schneider standing up. You can do it. And be like, well, how did he get there? Well, you just. Put him back through. It's fine. We don't need a third Deuce Big Mouth movie. <laughs> uh, but that's not what we got. <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers of uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I broke again. No, you know what? I would say that uh, I would say that uh, Rob Schneider was in for four snaps, uh, but uh, duly noted. Uh, yeah, Katie, anything you want to say about uh, 1602? Yeah, I mean, it, you, it's always nice when Peggy gets to see Steve, but apart from the whole thing, like, yeah, rent men in tights. It's so much better. Um, I, I did Rob, like the nod when she's talking to Steve and say, like, tell me about your Steve. And No, I, I don't think I, I will. I, will. Like, I, I don't even know that I loved it, but I'm like, I'm like, all right, that's, you know what it was? Oh, that's cute. 
Right. And then, yeah. like, whenever I hear, like, oh, how cute, like, it feels like the most condescending burn without being a condescending burn. Correct. And I felt the same way about this episode. I was like, oh, how cute. Except she didn't want to talk about her, Steve, because he's a scrawny cripple. Yeah. <laughs> That was the original line they, they rewrote. Oh, the, the, the Steve I like? Oh, he's they, in robot suit. They, and, they uh, brought, yeah, they brought Haley Atwell in for ADR on that line. Yeah, we see a mega That, really, that line That's really awesome. doesn't work. Yeah, let's Y'all go. Y'all are going yeah. for the fences on this. Um, I'm just saying, like, you know. No, the inconsistencies with uh, with with the Stark character, the fact that uh, Happy hulks out, there's a lot of things that don't work. Um, but Focusing on Tony Stark, uh, it reminds me, Michael, from the earlier episode, uh, they have the Tony Stark character say demon in a bottle, which is the actual storyline of Tony Stark in the early 80s, uh, becoming a raging alcoholic and living on the streets. And Rhodey had to become Iron Man for like three calendar years in, in our in, in in buying comic books. So I did like that. Uh sort of like some of those like the real inside stuff that isn't even from the movie, stuff that's like from the comics. But uh did you get anything out of uh sixteen oh two, Michael? I got the fact that it was just a huge waste of Elizabeth Olsen's day coming into yeah. record. Like I mean, she probably she recorded. She probably recorded all of her episodes on one day. Does that help, or does that not really help? I well, I thought that was the only one she spoke in, but she had this weird accent. Like, oh, they should have brought back her Sokovia accent. Aspect. It was like really Peggy weird. Carter. What are you doing here? <laughs> and I kept I thinking, thou, I'm like, now doing here. Like, is this really you her? And your like, ways. <laughs> it didn't really sound like her. I didn't like that Steve was the yeah person that was it's, messing everything to, up. To David's point, that's probably the worst thing about the episode. The execution's bad on a lot, but the the concept that Steve is essentially causing, if the Watcher had had his way, the death of that universe. It's a really you know? good point, yeah. and it's all Steve's fault. That's not very Steve-like, is it, Michael? No, uh, I was hoping it would be someone we hadn't seen yet instead of yes. someone who was like right under our nose. I was hoping it was going to be like because they brought Elizabeth Olsen in, I was hoping it would be like Quicksilver and that he oh, no one could, cool. like, could see him because he was so Wait. fast and he'd just been he, running did around you the whole want time. Want it to be Aaron Tyler Johnson or Ralph Boner? Which one did you want? <laughs> I figured that I thought for a second while I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if it's Ralph Boner, yeah. and it wasn't no but i figured yeah if they brought anyone they'd probably do uh um atj that actor's name what's his Aaron name Taylor evan Johnson. peters no evan oh peters. evan peters yeah, what yeah i figured if one? they brought any uh one in it would be his but i didn't see his name so i thought yeah. well if they're gonna show him it's gonna be some other i boy. thought it was gonna be agatha all along but uh, what do i know I I that, you, know, you know they're gonna try and do that next year but like i, I don't know I, I, I really, I just like how they are mixing all these characters. Like they're taking all the same characters and they're trying to put them in all these different stories, and they kind of look the same and they kind of act the same. And I'm like trying to figure out is this this or no? And I would yeah. rather if it folk each episode focus more on a couple and then leave them alone, get some <laughs> more. You know, it just the amount of episodes that like. 
Captain Carter, uh, Tony Stark, uh, uh, Sebastian Stan's character. Like, all, like I just felt like a, there is a lot of Bucky. You're right. Yeah, I just felt like it was why. Yeah, you're confusing me. Are these all the same stories? Are they different and, stories? Why does Thor look the same? There's Steve Rogers, Captain America voice actor, is named Josh Keaton, and uh, mm-hmm. I did see his name in the credits many, many times this season. Uh, quite mm-hmm. a few, actually. And I don't know, maybe he does other characters as well, but uh, we did see a lot of him. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like the idea that they, you know, grabbed. Peggy for that story and then sort of grab her again at the end of the episode getting, you know, that's one of those, Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this episode. Interesting. Uh, setting up the finale for season two. What if strange Supreme Supreme intervened? Uh, and, uh, I, my question is what if Chalupa Supreme intervened, but maybe for another time, what do you think, Michael, if, uh, this episode, the final episode of season two, getting strange supreme back but that episode had like every person in it and i just it was just too much trying to like pretend that these are all different characters i mean even stanley tucci was in this episode that's how you know everyone is in it yes yeah and i think that's what really kind of set apart the first episode was the fact that it was so standalone and it was just these characters and we didn't really see them again. And this was just too reliant on like star power. I think it's all about, oh, we've got these big name actors and all these little dinky cartoons and like, aren't we amazing? And it's just, no, like that's not, (laughs) that's not what. Well, we did get to hear Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye in one of these episodes. The, I think that was the Christmas one. So, you know, the uh, odds of seeing him on screen uh, in, in something produced is, uh, is is not entirely likely. But uh, I, I know what you I mean. They the definitely know. And there's no, such, no, yeah. There's such burnout on, like, superhero television and film. And I think it's because... We're expecting the audience has seen all of these and they're going to get it and they're going to want to follow this story. And that's just not the way everyone watches films. Like maybe if you are, you know, a diehard comic book person, you're going to watch them all. But it's, I think it's just too too reliant on star power instead of like new things that are um, just haven't been covered. It's just like they're chewing it up it's like a baby bird and a mama bird. It's like the mama bird already ate it. And now we've got to eat it again. <laughs> this is not my mother. This is a scary sport. Uh, Katie, what, you know, all of that notwithstanding, uh, were, were you okay with the team up between Kahori and Peggy Carter because oh, of I, how much you enjoyed the earlier episode? <laughs> and I, I very rarely had to read her dialogue, so that helped a lot for me because I'm very lazy, just incredibly lazy. Yeah. Um, it felt it 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 was a nice end to the series, and I I actually really did enjoy this. Um, I totally understand what you're saying with the whole baby bird thing. Like it it does feel a little bit weird, like when happy Hulk Hogan was in 1602, it was like, okay, are we now, are we now being what if within our own, what if episodes? Because that just feels like we're 
we're wanking it. Uh, you know, like it's just, <laughs> it, 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 that, that I do agree with that. I, I will say with this episode, I really in, enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, seeing all these different characters kind of come to a head from the different series that we just watched. Felt yeah. very similar to when the Watcher pulled his own little Avengers team uh, to save everything. Um, I think we need to put Strange Supreme slash Strange Mephisto to bed, though. <laughs> like, we've done it. We should. We absolutely should. And I, I don't, I don't need buddy cop bantering between the Watcher and Peggy. Uh, uh, you know, we've, we've had. It's, we've I seen it. Was it. Fun. it <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as to call it cute, but I, you know, <laughs> it's getting close. He almost high five. Well, goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I do understand it being the last episode because you kind of built towards it and it, it makes sense in that way. But yeah, um, yeah it was, it, it was certainly not my favorite. It was more like, okay, well I got one more to watch and you know, kind of it, you know, there is the, pulling a fast one where you know strange is like oh i really need your help and uh you know so that there's that moment from the previous episode but then pretty quickly it's like yeah this is the crazy one who like destroyed his reality remember him like yeah, yeah he's, oh he's doing good now i did like a heart-rending uh, when episode peggy, for the first season yeah when peggy did the uh the jailbreak uh i thought was uh something that was fun you know when she smashed into all of the there were all of the caged prisoners if you were you know if you will uh i know that uh, eric uh will will just jump to you because i know that that was something that you liked uh very much in this episode as i look for the image that you sent to me <clears throat> I, I think i i, I was really split on this what um, explain what no. this image is though for no. those people who see it i did not realize what this is cabin in the plans? woods cabin in the woods yeah cabin in the woods <laughs> oh. uh and the part where they just unleashed every sort of villain they had uh you know bottled up it, it gave me some cabin in the woods vibe yeah. but mind you i like cabin in the woods but i i think it it's almost like that was one of those moments of it felt a little closer to fan service, fan fiction than what if. Uh, now, some of it was fun. Uh, an image I, I really also liked was when uh, Peggy threw the shield and it got stuck in Wanda's head, and she had to pull yes. it out. Like I, I'm like that was a that was a nice moment, and I didn't even notice till I froze it. You could see a little bit of blood. Uh, oh man! Cool. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, very, great. very, very nicely done. With cut your, Wanda uh, in half. Capture, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's your dessert, uh, Brody. Right yes. there is that moment. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they <clears> really, <throat> they really Mary Kated her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but this episode, I think, spoke to what was kind of you know what was fun about the season, but maybe then also. The issues they ran into, like the Watcher, I it, it maybe pushed a little bit too much of the. So you're saying the buddy cop comedy feel of it, uh, you know, the Riggs and Murtaugh of it all with uh, Peggy, and Jeffrey Wright's a great actor, great voice actor. Oh, the Watcher's sure. a fun character, but you're right, he's a Watcher. He's not a doer. He's not a talk talker. Uh -oh. He's just supposed to watch and. Uh, so the ending, I, I think the ending made sense for what they did with this season. Uh, I, I The stuff with, you know, Strange, it just is, it's like, we get it. You know, it's Rachel McAdams. She's cool. Yeah. 
but is come she? on, man. I mean, of thousands of, of, of all lifetimes. of the cast of Mean Pete. Girls, is she really the one that you're going to destroy entire universes to get back? Yeah. I mean, Tina Fey, really? maybe. Kat Denning. <laughs> Lacey Chabert, perhaps, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, yeah, I look, I, I agree that there was, a, yeah, it, there's sort of like a throw everything at the kitchen sink. There's a lot of characters, yeah. some of whom get to speak. Killmonger, as I referenced, doesn't get to speak, but uh, there is a lot of that, and that is kind of fun. I think that there, there could have been more in terms of things that got broken out. Uh, you know, there was like a six gun Loki, you know, from the, mm -hmm. uh, the Wild West. You know, there was stuff they could have done more of it. But again, this is if we were getting Daniel Drew 45 minute episodes. Oh, and uh, I do have to say hello to Mr. Hollywood, who is in the chat. That is uh, uh, that is my son. So uh, uh, hello there. Uh, Mr. Did he Hollywood. finally realize uh, that you're doing a podcast? <laughs> yeah. So he's he's just messaging you instead of shouting at you from. Uh, hey, listen, remember music. last time I think he said he had COVID. So I'll take this over that one. Oh yeah, Doctor. Well, I mean, I, I I feel like we're at the one period in your life where you're not going to get it again. You know, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> give like, me it's only give me like a, week. a month ago. Give him another week. Uh, and yes, Mister Hollywood does say Doctor Strange What If episode in season one is the best Marvel episode I have seen. Um, perhaps you don't know that one night Happy Hogan saved Christmas, but uh, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. I'm glad I'm glad that uh, you like that. So uh, our buddy Daniel Drew in the chat pointing out that the voice actress for Kahori is playing a character in Echo, maybe a descendant. She'll which, probably just be Kahori. Which you'll <laughs> all have to. So you'll all You'll all have to find How did out I get here? when in you Mohawk. see Echo. Um but yes, she's in episode one. So uh, yes, uh, that, that the character that she plays, uh, I, I don't know if there'll be a reveal for that. I'm but, under the impression Kiori doesn't age. Uh, that's entirely possible. They came back said speaking that, yeah. English like a pro. Yeah. Well, I think and you know, basically possessing a, a, a portion of an Infinity Stone probably can do that to you. You know. Okay. Uh, fine. Yeah. Fair. So. Um, but when you lose the infinity stone, that, that becomes the, uh, the issue, but uh, as long as you hang on to it, it's probably fine. Unless uh, you go to the and TVA and you'll find a couple <laughs> in a drawer. Point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, our, our next episode, we'll be talking about echo and I don't know how many episodes of echo we'll be talking about in the show, but I, I would like to do it a week from today on uh, the 12th of January time TBA TVA and TBA. Uh, we'll see how everybody's schedule works. We'll be doing an episode of Echo. Um, I, uh, I, as always, there's always the uh, the embargo. I did see the first one, and uh, that, I, that uh, oh. I don't have anything bad to say about it. But I, I feel like, oh, we got to see where this goes. Uh, so um, I'm gonna watch a couple more tonight, and then uh, I'll email mm -hmm. all of you when I feel like. I feel like a five hours of TV, although the second episode is 39 minutes. I don't know if that's under the embargo. So I don't know if we're going to get like four hours and 10 minutes of Echo. Uh, we'll see how it feels uh, doing a show on it. And we might even set out planning to do five episodes and then we'll realize that uh, we have more things to do. And that's, of course, Eric Connor uh, has to go. 
Uh, and uh, he has to go to the bathroom. Does, <laughs> that's why he brought his Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> and good night. I didn't see his because uh, he sends me all kinds of things in the private chat. But I'm glad that uh, Eric stayed with us as long as he did. And I know we've been going for now in 46 minutes, but uh, I wanted to. I wanted to give some time to each of these nine episodes. A lot of times when we do these whole season things, uh, we just skip entire episodes. And, well, we disagree on which episode we could have skipped, and that's the problem. I think if we all hated the same ones. Uh, but So we will be back. And, uh, yes, Daniel is correct. Uh, it's only five episodes. And uh, Daniel has a comment. I don't even know what it means. I, I don't know anything about it. Uh, um, Her is that name the is actress? Bonnie, that... I think the Kahori actress. I uh, again, it. there's an embargo for what I've watched. Oh, I don't know anything shot. about it. Cammy oh, Egan I, wants to I know: Is Echo better than it? Secret Invasion so far? Um, I hated Secret Invasion episode one, as as you'll recall. It I did not feel that one. way. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but. But by episode two, everybody came around on, on Secret Invasion. So um, we will we will see. It is only five episodes, but I don't know. I will, you know, I don't want to do another hour, 45 minute episode of uh, talking about it. So we'll see. But I'm uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I found I didn't need her story to continue from the Hawkeye miniseries, but we all knew it was happening. And I was like, all right, well, let's. Let's see what they do with it, and we'll talk more about that uh, probably next Friday. Uh, After episode, the embargo. Number of episodes uh, to be determined that we're talking about, and time. It obviously depends on Eric. Uh, when's, he, when's he teaching the impressionable youth? Um, well, we appreciate everybody who stuck with us in the live chat. We appreciate Craig Robbins who got up. Saturday morning, first thing, watched all of this and uh, probably going to bombard us with messages. And we appreciate that from Craig and we appreciate everybody. <laughs> uh, Count Eric Connor is where you can find him on social media. And Katie, where can people keep in touch with you? You can always find me at at El Sassy Pants, <laughs> E-L-S-A-S-S-Y-P-A-N-T-S, sometimes with a Z if you're on TikTok. And you can come see me live in uh, Los Angeles if you're in the area at the Pack Theater every other Wednesday with Nothing Burger. We have a show next Wednesday, the 10th, I believe it is. Um, yeah, come out, come see, come hang. Tell me that I'm wrong about Kahori. Go ahead, say it to my and, face. And if uh, Eric hadn't left, he would have done what he always does and pretended that he was going to try and go see your show. <laughs> Uh, so before we started, he said he was. He, before we started, he said he was going to go, but then he got COVID, and he then you're like, "Oh, funny story! I actually skipped that show." I did, um, <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt the plugs because Cam Egan says hilarious show tonight. It was a blast. I agree. It's uh, always fun to get this gang together. David Brody, where can people find you? Well, I have a confession to make before I tell you. When you tweeted out that we were doing this episode tonight, you put everybody's Twitter handles in the title, yeah, and I saw El Sassy Pants. And not remembering everybody's Twitter handles, I thought that was Michael. So I, I just <laughs> I want to apologize. His his what? pants are way beyond sassy. I think that's the important he's thing. He's very sassy in a good way. But so, not his pants. Yeah. He's got the dower dungarees. I've never seen Michael <laughs> below the elbows. So I, I his pants could be sassy. Well, make sure you do not give him your cell phone number. Otherwise, you will uh, see a lot more Michael Shirley. I'll keep, that, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, you can find me at David Brody. That's B-R-O-D-Y. And of course, you can always hear me on the Brooklyn Boys podcast on all platforms. New episode next week. 
Michael Shirley. Yeah. You make it. Where like do I people? Send, you make What's it sound that? like I send you nudes or something. <laughs> it kind of did sound like that. I'm it not did, gonna yeah. lie. I wanted. I wanted it to sound that way. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do I need to say Michael's actually? Okay, Bro. so Michael has never sent us nudes of himself. No, however, there has been nudity. There has been nudity in text. And yeah. uh, our buddy Eric uh, gets uh, very uh, verklempt, if you will, when uh, they show up. Uh, there's, it, there's things he's been a, tagged in. Is it, a classic, is it a classic gentleman sitting on the edge of a bed like that? No. It's more no, like people it's, bathing in spaghetti it's like, or something. It's like videos <laughs> that would come up as your recommended after you finish Two Girls, One Cup. You know, it's, more, it's well, not that. But it's like, oh, if you like that, you may enjoy this. <laughs> and if you enjoy that, you may enjoy Michael Shirley. And where can people find him? Oh, you can find me on my on the reruns of Long Island Medium. Uh, is that lost on everyone? Okay. No, I... I I'm kind of feeling like Kelly or I, <laughs> Teresa Caputo. Oh, okay. totally do. His hair. <laughs> so like a, it's so see dead people. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at I hate Michael Shirley and on Twitter at Michael X Shirley. On X at Michael X. Oh, Shirley. that's right. Yeah, I sh that should well, be easy I, for me to remember. Exactly. In any case, thank you to everyone. Uh, thank you to our panel. Thank you, uh, What If, for giving us a mostly enjoyable season, uh, uh, unlike some shows that have been produced this year. Uh, we will uh, see everybody uh, next Friday talking about some of Echo, but until then, as the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.